Welcome back to the show. We're live from Midcoast Studio in Grand Center in St. Louis. I like this setup. We've got Gardner on top of Travis's head for those of you uh, listening at home. Uh, it is Gardner's 40th birthday, so we're going to let him do whatever he wants to do, including broadcast on top of uh, Travis's head. A guy that would never stand for this. He's KSDK's Chris Davis <laughs> at Chris Davis MMJ on Twitter. Good to have you back, man. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, and happy I'm, birthday, Gardner. I didn't thank realize you. that. Yeah. 40th birthday. Wow. He's there. Uh, Gardner, our friend Chris, has just gotten back from a trip to Africa. He uh, one-upped Travis's trip to New York. Yeah, well so we want to highlight that. that. He, he literally went back to the motherland. <laughs> As a brother, that's yeah. like, damn. Chris Davis beat me back to the homeland. Ain't that a, um, but look at him. Look at him go. So look if you're at listening that. at home, we have Explorer Chris yeah. in the in the hat. And yeah. that hat's dope. Now by see, the way. Yeah. okay. So clue me in. Am I just an idiot? Because like that feels like a lot of clothes for a safari. So like, was it was it warm? Keep in mind, it's technically the winter months in Africa. I don't think that's how. I don't the, that's you know, how weather bottom. works, man. <laughs> it's, well, relatively I care speaking, about, I care about where I'm at. So sure. everyone else revolves around how I feel. That's that's totally fair. So it's but winter. It's winter in Tanzania. Te- well, technically, so yeah. it's you know it really they just call it like uh, dry season and wet season. But but in the mornings you could see you know like low 60s so that hints the jacket there and it would okay. usually warm up to about the 80s but it was actually cooler in tanzania than it was that week in st louis wow because so, that's, that's where you were buddy that's right a lot cooler there <laughs> see it Traff, now how long have you, how long have you been working on this vacation about two years so it's always been on my mom's bucket list to go climb kilimanjaro that's insane. which is yeah which i tell and they actually went for my parents 30th anniversary as like you know most People just, you know, go to dinner for their 30th anniversary, not right. climb a mountain. But my parents, that, that's always <laughs> what they wanted to do. Um, so they so they had been planning the trip, actually did a lot of, like, you know, uh, training for it as well. Because really? it's not just something you can just kind of jump in you and do. You can just climb a mountain. Well, I mean, that and, I mean, the altitude is really yeah. kind of the biggest okay. hurdle with that okay. kind of stuff. So they had to do some, some prep for that and lots of endurance type of what stuff. What do you say so. to your parents when they tell you... Hey, son, we're, we're going to train for Kilimanjaro. <laughs> I thought we'd hit Red really? Lobster, Mom. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> go out to eat to go to a buffet. Well, I think it's the, the, the initial reaction to everybody that they told is like, can you do that? Like, is this, you know, you know, is this, and, and, you know, and, and it was obviously, it all worked out well and they summited, um, on their actual anniversary day, which was cool. But like, That's they also crazy. like, were like re making sure that the will was in order. I'm like, this doesn't uh, feel, you know, like I don't like that at all. No, like That's very all. forward thinking. Yeah. It's like making Pragmatic, a funeral, it's like making a funeral playlist. <laughs> Gardner. Nothing adds to hey, the action. Preparation. Gotta be prepared. How long did it take them to reach the summit? It was about a seven-day um, climb. So it's five to get up and then just about two to Wait, come down. Wait, what? So what? In, I, in my head, I had envisioned, oh, go up in the morning around 8 a.m. Yeah. and get to the top of the summit around noon, have a nice lunch, and head on yeah. back down the hill. It's not no, the, no, it's no. Not no. The it's the day thing I come did. On. Yeah, I don't know why I thought it was the arch. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Take, t- take the tram up. Right. Yeah. Let's come back they got down. A, a nice gift shop at the bottom. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, it's Seven it's an days? intense thing. Yeah. Wait, so wait, was do thing. you walk or do they have pack mules or anything? Like so they, goats? They, I'm not even joking. They do. They have porters, so they do have people. They have like actual like locals that will help carry up like tents and stuff like that. It's but a you porter, are, like okay, a porter in a convenience store that clean the bathrooms. Right. So a porter 
Is that a step below a Sherpa in mountain hoarding I, culture? I would say it's probably pretty equivalent. Okay. Um, my parents said it was just remarkable to them because they obviously do this probably like, you know, once a week right. type of thing that they like run up the mountain really? like with stuff to get ahead of them to set stuff up and that kind of thing. You like, got to tip them well oh, and be really nice because these guys know where to shove you off if oh, you're yeah. not acting Oh, yeah. Right. They, they, they know it like the back of their hand and they're obviously they're, – they're, so much more healthier and in shape right. than the rest of us. But then Climb they actually earned their keep living. with their group. So my parents were with a larger group from our uh, hometown. And there was actually a girl about my age that had um, some, some problems breathing up there. And yeah, they actually had to problem. put her on a stretcher. And some of those guys had to like run her down off of the summit because of some altitude sickness type of stuff. Oh, so wow. like, I mean, so beyond just kind of the convenience of, and, and they were all able to summit, and she, she was fine. At one point, they were afraid they might have to helicopter her off the mountain, but she was able to kind of regain you know, her O2 sat stuff. Yeah. So that just goes to show you that it's not just a, it's people, not a tram people, right up to the top. People die. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not nearly as precarious as, as Everest. But if, right. you're not, you know, if you're not ready for that kind of stuff, or you, I, I, obviously I didn't climb, but I heard from others saying that you, know, if, if you don't really know how you're going to interact at that high of altitude until you're up there. So what's the, some what's people the, do what's it. the Wi-Fi situation. <laughs> All right, Damn a little, it. a little sketchy. But I, I, I was referring to you guys uh, in the in the green room of the before mountain. that w when we had some issues with our flights getting over, uh -huh. I there was like one. The only option to get a hold of somebody up there is they have to like satellite phone up to the really? top. So we're like, oh, we're just gonna have to figure this out on our, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> our own. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to tweet week. from up there. I'm not going. Travis wouldn't go because he couldn't get it on Instagram. Put it on the IG. I can't do it for the gram. I can't do it for the gram. No need for me to enjoy nature. I remember silly. my my aunt and uncle did the summit of Kilimanjaro uh, five or six years ago, but it was a little dicey because my uncle was like had like a little chest cold going like a, yeah. about three oh, days before. No. Mm -hmm. And Goodness. my grandma was like, "Well, you you can do it another time." And he's like, "Oh, we're gonna still try to go." And we were just like. Oh boy! Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, because because we were aware of the complications that occur, could occur. Mm -hmm. Sure. So that uh, yeah, that's a little. Dicey. What would be the summit here in St. Louis? Like, if I wanted to go somewhere and be like, I made it to the top. <laughs> what would be that summit here in St. Louis? I don't know. The top of the Amico sign. <laughs> that, yeah. that would be now pretty you're good. Talking. You might yeah. have to climb a building. Sw swimming on uh, swimming on top of a Wash Avenue uh, loft apartment or okay. something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And the Wi-Fi situation there is good. Is so. much better. Markedly yeah. better yeah. than yeah. Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> so now we you go to the hill and just walk through the neighborhood right. and said you. I climbed the hill. <laughs> right. Now, I did like, so I, I feel like. This should be good. No, Kilimanjaro. <laughs> I'm thinking if you're going to go through all of that, isn't that a perfect place to leave a murder weapon? Okay. <laughs> Just things that I think about. Hello, Twitter world. It's OJ, <laughs> and I'm on top of Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Don't worry about that. What do you do when you get to the top? What do you do? You guys celebrate? Do you pop bottles? You How does yodel. That do you yodel. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Well, did yeah. that happen? Well, so my parents, they, they were only. You can only be up on the summit for about 30 minutes because of how high the altitude oh, is. Oh, okay. So it's really, you know, you kind of have, have to have a game plan of, okay, I'm going to take my pictures. I'm going to, you know, take it in for a second. And then you have to start getting back down because, because I think any much further, kind of like with Everest, you have to have oxygen. And so oh. that's, you know, a big part of it with how that high is that is. so intense. Yeah. What's have, the, you, have, what's your family, the, have they always been adventurers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But not to this point. This takes it to a, a whole new level. They but, drive uh, to the bad part of Memphis all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
Not I just like that picturing one. Southern <laughs> Southern Chris's family. Just like, you know, we're, we're pretty wild. Don't yeah, stop, honey. Wild. Keep the RV rolling. Uh, so what's the animal situation? Look at these photos we're seeing. So there's also a safari involved. Oh yeah. So, so that's I a was wild there for the fun part. Yeah. yeah. Literally just right, you know, right there. That, that was what was re so remarkable about it. Obviously, we've got a great zoo here in St. Louis, but seeing the animals doing exactly what they'd normally be doing on any other day, whether you're there, right. it was pretty cool. Did so, they yeah, pay we any really mind close. to you? Like, did, you're in a, you're in like a Jeep, I guess? Or? Yeah, like a, a Toyota 4x4. It was okay. kind of the official safari car of, right. of everything down there. And yeah, I mean, they, I, I, obviously they, they know you're there, but I think it's, it's kind of like an everyday thing. So like, oh, oh yeah, okay. more, more and humans. They, and they're out visible. You can see every, like there weren't any, like sometimes you go on a whale walk, watching thing and there you miss out. You don't see any of the, of the dolphins or anything. This was very obviously filled with animals no? oh yeah yeah for sure yeah no i mean it's i mean obviously it's it's not a you know there aren't cages out there they're right. going to be where they're going to be so right. i think you also rely on the guides that you have that are there a lot that know right and okay this time of day you know they might just, be closer to a river or something like that i don't have the video but i know you posted it on your twitter mm -hmm. there was uh something with a lion and, and a buffalo is that what was going yeah, on? yeah it was you know we, we were there for for dinner time uh it mm. was interesting so um we we, we drove up um, kind of as the first part of it was happening, a, a, a female lion was chasing a buffalo to try to feed her cubs with, and the and the buffalo like just took off, well, obviously right. because you know uh, you know running for his life literally. And then our guide is like, let's stick around because she seems like she's you know just kind of eager to, to to be on the hunt. So we waited another like 30 minutes, and sure enough, she, uh, the female lion went after another buffalo but oh, wow. this one instead of running away kind of turned around and said you want to go let's oh, go type of thing yeah. so oh. we just kind of had like so a little bit of a, of a showdown type oh. of thing so apparently and this is common with with a pride of lions uh the female does a lot of the work until maybe if she's threatened then the dude kind of walks in going hey everything okay can i help out so so you see you know this this male lion with a big mane you know walking kind of but not really all that quickly even though like this bull is like turned around yeah. like and, and challenging the female and so then it was a you know we're thinking oh this is a two-on-one this you know might mm -hmm. end a certain certain way and then some of the other buffalo like come closer and it kind of just became oh, this like standoff this, type oh, of thing. Oh, like a rap so, battle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like rap, a rap battles battle. in the exactly. jungle. Should have yeah. known. Yeah. So how did it end? So, um, so eventually the, the bull charged at both the, the male pounds, and female. By the way. Yeah. Thirteen hundred pounds. And uh, and so the the, the uh, lions kind of ran off and then we kind of we had the three buffalo really close to the safari car and our guide said that a lot of times in these kind of high adrenaline type of moments they'll confuse the safari cars Makes with other sense. predators right so actually our partner safari car with the group the other half of the group that went up kilimanjaro the the bull actually rammed into the side of their safari Jesus. car twice like just oh kind of in a God. like a fit of like confusion or rage so that was it, so we, we see it happen, like, and our guide's like, oh, my God, they hit a car. Oh, my God, it's our car. <laughs> <laughs> What's the insurance like on that? Oh I don't, I don't what know. What is the reaction when your guide goes, oh, my yeah. God? Well, that's oh the thing. No. Like, he was, uh, our, 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 his name was Juma. He was the coolest guy ever, and nothing, he, he sees all this every day. So, right. like, you see, we're, we're, like, going, oh, my God. Cousin Juma, by the way. Yeah, that's oh. right. I know Juma. He, okay. he, he works. He, he works very hard. Yeah. He does. He's like, we're, like, oh, my God, it's a zebra. And he's like, yeah, you'll see a lot of those. Like, just kind of like, <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. And, but, but when he's like going, 
Well, he was really into the whole lion buffalo thing, but he was like, oh my God, he hit a car. I'm like, okay, maybe we should be panicking just a little bit. You know, like this is. So that was the closest you felt to not being safe? Yes, for sure. That's where you need, like, man, pay good money if you see something like that and you could have, like, Sir David Attenborough on your safari with you. That would be dope. Where he's narrating this. Yes. And the buffalo lives. Yeah, well, it's it's funny. Juma was saying, you know, those those Nat Geo guys that you it seems like it's all happening in one setting, oh, but gosh. a lot of that's all you know, right. obviously hours and hours condensed down. Months but it was, and, yeah, yeah, and just trying to find stuff. So that he he remarked about how rare it was for us to be able one to be that close to all that and right. to actually see something like that because a lot of that they do a lot of their hunting at night because it's just easier and they can kind of rely on and being stealthy. So. How about this for a dinner setting, gentlemen? Okay, you ready? What do we have. Oh, oh yeah, I I am that convinced one that like there is not a bad sunset in Tanzania because it's just that you can always well, see, see it and the in the mountain range is just I below the sun it. there so I you can see actually that, that is absolutely so stunning yeah. so you can actually watch the sun disappear we saw it twice when we were at that specific um, camp uh, Holy the last day cow. yeah wow. where you literally can just see it what's like the down, uh, so. what's the drinking situation in Tanzania they're they're <laughs> They're uh, catering to Americans, I assume. Yes. The wine is flowing at dinner. Wine is flowing, and they brew their own beer, which is actually was actually really good. So was they, it? Yeah. So there's a Kilimanjaro lager that they man, had. This at, like, Africans always say, so. "Was it, man? We made beer. <laughs> oh, here, the Germans took go. the beer here from us. It makes sense. Here we go. Here <laughs> I'm glad Chris Davis went there to uncover that story. <laughs> Africans you know, invented beer. You know, all those uh, Tanzanian lagers just crushing at the brewing competition. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. bad. Probably because yeah, the, sorry. the British come along and, and sweep it up off the coast. Not my problem. Typical colonizers. <laughs> so your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was it was one of those once-in-a-lifetime trips, and it was, you know, it, lots of lots of planning went into it. But it if, was if cool. I went to Tanzania and I turned okay. my bumble on, how well would I do? <laughs> right. No? I don't no, know. Not a good question. I mean, how big is the it's resort you're staying at? I don't know. I mean, are they in, like, you're kind of not so special there, too. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, ah, it's another basic. <laughs> and you don't even have a good accent. Please, <laughs> please leave. Starts doing Leo's uh, accent. From, Come here. From Blood <laughs> yeah. Come here. Where are you from? Uh, St. Louis. Oh, St. the Louis. South. <laughs> like, damn it. Even they know that in Tanzania. Uh, so, so you're on this. We we skipped over a picture of some baboons that were hanging out on uh, on, on one cars, of the cars. Yeah. Those can be aggressive too. They can. So apparently, like they're so we had we saw some blue monkeys and we saw some baboons and apparently like different species of those can be either more friendly or not. Mm-hmm. So uh, those were considered pretty friendly and would come up. <clears throat> Some actually like started to climb like the side of the safari vehicle, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but then the, there were, our, our guide was pretty quick to go, oh, yeah, these these are not friendly. And we'll like try yeah, to, Yeah, I was about know. to say, I've seen, they I got, think I saw those in the, Congo. The ca- and they, <laughs> they had We've machine guns We've talked about the movie Congo way too much on this we show. We do reference for it a, a lot. For a movie that's probably at 12% <laughs> it is, on Rotten It is not even Michael Crichton's best work. It and we out. reference it almost every other episode. And again, I just want to thank my dad because that is the one time we just stayed for two movies back to back. That was Congo and Event Horizon in theaters. Ooh. And both probably totaling less than 40% together. And the together funny thing about Congo, like you remember the 90s? Like You're too every- young for Congo. You yeah, probably I have not it. seen Congo. Okay, yeah, Congo, like, it was, but I also a- feel like I don't, haven't missed anything. You know, <laughs> and I'm also a little bit 
suspicious that you only invited me here today to be able to bring up Congo. Congo. Yes, specifically. <laughs> like, we just want to. Yeah. Yeah. Congo talk. And Congo talk. Yeah. Uh, the beauty about that film, which was incredibly horrible. <laughs> and it was incredibly horrible. It, and it's a very like intense graphic film, but it had a marketing plan where they teamed up with Taco Bell. So you have this intense movie. The Taco Bell thing was huge. It, yeah, you have this intense movie about killer gorillas. Mm-hmm. And Taco Bell was handling the marketing for the movie. <laughs> yeah. That should have let us know what we were getting into. June 9th, we went to the 1995 theater. box office, 152 million. It was a 50 million dollar budget. That movie. Did made you look up the score or no? Don't. 20. Okay, never mind. We won't use it now. Two percent. We were going to use it in the game tomorrow. Thanks a lot, right. dead men. Scientist Karen Ross is sent by her father-in-law, R.B. Davis, to the Congo to depend the whereabouts of his son's missing diamond hunting team. This is Laura Linney. Yeah, we like that. Treasure hunter. Her, I do remember there was a part two where they had to burn a leech off his thing. Discover a danger far more sinister than anything expected to find even in the heart of the jungle. They're mm. like mutant uh, apes protecting something. So check out Congo. <laughs> yeah. When you have Is that on Netflix? Chris Davis. I that sure on, hope uh, so. I'll look, I'll look it up. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Cam- friend of the show, Bruce Campbell in that movie. Ridley. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't wow. realize I didn't that. realize that either. Yeah. Uh, I was gone yes. uh, when this happened, but apparently the Where lo- were you? The lo- I was... It was in New York. Uh, <laughs> okay, gotcha. I don't mean to go into it. Do we have time, though? No. No? Okay, damn no. it. Uh, while I was gone, the local hockey team apparently won a championship of some sort. We, we went blues. We as, went as we, the we immortal. We blues. Immortal Brett Hall once said. <laughs> I, where is he? Is he, where, is he drinking now? Like, where is he? He's probably just having a coffee, dropping the kids off at school, Chris. We went blues! Shout out to at Tony Patrico playing the DMX old. in the background. <laughs> I um I but I the best part about being in New York was uh seeing the the photos and the video and everything because I obviously couldn't be there for the, the the ceremony and the parade and you looked like you were having the most delightful of times. It was that it will probably go down as one of the most fun things I've ever been able to do in broadcast journalism. <laughs> it was the, for one so like my last market was Huntsville, Alabama, and so I've been around passionate fans, obviously. Yes. Crimson Bama, Tide, Bama, Bama they're, yes. you know, but but Wait, it, it's so regular. I'm just picturing, like, all the scientists, like, we launched another rocket! <laughs> like, that's where NASA is, right? Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. Roll Tide! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, please, continue. Uh, but, but, you know, you, you get out of, you know, you get out of Huntsville, and it's still very much Alabama, right. so, you know, lot, lots of Roll Tides there, but it happens every year, so, like, you know, they're, they're successful all the right, time. Right. To see the city just absolutely explode yeah. was so much fun, and it's the one time in, you know, my profession where I don't mind it if, like, people are just absolutely doing crazy things because it happened because a lot. It did happen a lot, <laughs> especially the night that they won. We stayed oh. on air till <laughs> yes, a, that <laughs> an iconic that, photo <laughs> huh. might be one of my favorite photos ever. And and so fun story, I actually found that guy again at the parade. So really? that was like Amazing. yeah, that was that, that must have been like game five um, uh, watch party outside um, along Market Street, and uh, our our marketing producer took that that picture and I posted it on social media and like, and it obviously it's hysterical. And, but then we were covering the parade, walking along the parade route and the dude was in the exact same outfit. So it made it easy. <laughs> nice. I was like, gonna have to take another picture. <laughs> just, <of that> guy. <laughs> just so you guys know, I went and saw that Pulitzer prize photography exhibit at the Missouri history museum. Yes. And they have the St. Louis portion of it as well. That's kind of a separate exhibit where it's post dispatch photos. Okay. I haven't went through that yet. I'm going to get a copy of this one and just kind of place it in yeah. that in that exhibit. That should I think it belongs. That should be like your photo on LinkedIn. 
<laughs> yes. That just says everything. <laughs> Look, he can he can do a stand up. He's very stoic. He's not easily distracted. It says everything you need to know about. A I'm, a yeah. I'm a professional. I am a professional. Damn it. The dude also like found me on Facebook later too and added really? me. Really? Pretty and, awesome. And he, and he added that as, as his profile That's picture too. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Now, how do you prepare for covering an event like that? Because I feel like like there's nothing that you're taught in school about how to cover those type of events and anything can happen yeah. during those events. So how do you get yourself prepared to go out and try to cover an event of this size? I think the, the biggest thing is, and, and you're a great example of you couldn't be there, but you wanted to be there. Right. And a lot of people want to be there for those watch parties or, I mean, the tickets were so astronomical right. at that point. So you want to do the best you can to get people there as close as you can gotcha. and kind of describe what you're seeing and be a part of kind of the excitement as well. Okay. So that was the fun part of it. The interesting thing about covering those watch parties is, you know, because a lot of people think, oh, well, you just get to watch the game and then go on TV. No. Well, we're putting those stories together. Right. So, like, there's this, like, small little alcove in Enterprise Center for these watch parties where you could still see the screen but could, like, get some some internet and put some of these stories okay, together. Gotcha. And so like Zotos and I were like in the corner, <laughs> like in the, in the darkness, like trying to like put these stories together. But then when somebody would score a goal, you'd have to run out and get shots and like talk to people and that kind of thing. Oh, so wow. that was, that was kind of the, uh, the rhythm of all that, but it was so much fun. Like it's such a nice change of pace. Right. And it, I feel like it was just so good for the city. Like yes. nobody was during that stretch of time was talking about the different challenges that are obviously real and present and not going in. Anywhere, but there's right. just so much St. Louis pride at that point right. too, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. And, and and two, like the, you only get that opportunity so many times yeah. for it to be like even the Alabama. I'm not doubting the Alabama party's hard, but they've been there before. But it, yeah, like, it doesn't mean as much, right? You know, it's it's, it's wild. To and see and to see there are so many fans. There's so many great storylines. You know, Layla Anderson was incredible, and mm. she's. So sweet and and also so knowledgeable of the game. Like Frank Cusimano is out of a job as soon as she turns eighteen. Ah, nice. But um, <laughs> and I think he knows that too. But uh, but um, I mean, there's so many fans that like had been waiting their entire life, right. and a lot of people that would just say, "Oh, I didn't know if this would ever happen in right. my lifetime." So to just to see that type of and, and where you just see that collective experience, how much that means to people to be a part of that all together. It's just is so cool. How, how was it being up close to like guys like Frank Cusimano and Mike Bush who have been, for me personally, the, the, the sports guys sure. growing up and they have covered so many blues games. How was it for them in that moment? Because, you know, you obviously those guys are very objective, but sure. at the same time they have, they've been a part of this city for a long time and they've covered St. Louis blues for a long time. So how was it to watch them enjoy kind of that moment there was a childlike just enthusiasm and excitement for both of those and that's and, awesome. and, and 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 especially it was fun to see like frank where usually wears his emotions on his sleeves and right. a lot of yeah, things absolutely. and was saying even through the very beginning that you know this is the, the best sporting event i've ever covered yeah. when, when you hear that from frank cusimano <laughs> that puts it into perspective <laughs> but even mike who you know he even he would admit it can be a very stoic figure sometimes yes. sometimes by design was just like just had this i've noticed you know and that was cool he was so excited there's a great video that one of our producers shot in the newsroom of when like clock hit zero and him like 
hugging Cam Jansen That's and like awesome. other people in there. And like, so that I think that just goes to show you one, how much this means to the city and to the people that, that get to cover it and have that investment in right. like, you know, how the team does. I mean, it, it is e- much easier and much more fun to cover a team that, that wins and yes. is exciting. <laughs> and those guys know better than anyone of the, 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 the valleys. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Speaking so of true. Cam, Cam Jansen, you've seen him before. You've yeah. met him before. Could I whoop his ass? <laughs> I'm going to go with no there. Okay. I'm going to go with no <laughs> shot. You did a radio show that. right before I him I'm for a long time. I'm very good friends with Cam. And you became very aware of his presence. I am very much aware. I've just seen if someone can hype me up and maybe, oh. maybe like, But you know what? I I, if, it, to bring it back to the safari... <laughs> I would have thought my money was on the Lions and not the ah, Buffalo. Oh, so if you've got that, okay, if you got that okay, fire. All right. <laughs> well, well said, Christy. He's going to hear this and just show up in an alley and just whoop my ass. <laughs> Heard your little podcast, podcast the other day, pal. Yeah. How about you and I? Calling me out, huh? So, Chris, you get back from Africa. What drops on your lap when you get back to Oh, work? wow. That's a good question. I'm trying to think of what my first story back was. I, I, I got to do a fun one. on. So I... I <laughs> On Thursday, I got to do kind of a fun one. It was about uh, the Cardinals and the trade, miss, you know, the trade deadline, right, and right. and now especially, I feel like everybody's going, well, we, we really yeah, kind of messed that one up. That but one. but um, but we I we we kind of did it in a non-traditional standpoint of we went and printed off some like fake Monopoly money and went to fans and go, okay, this is car- your Cardinals cash. You are Mazalock. You are the general manager. Oh, How I would you that. spend? I it? love that idea. And and that's fun in two ways. One, you have you have obviously the guys that have always wanted this moment in the spotlight to say this is what i would do and then you have the other kind of fan that's like well i know we need a pitcher well do you have anybody in particular that you want no but gosh darn it we need a pitcher you know like just it just still indignant but like you know that, which i think highlights that you know they have an unenviable position right. i think that is the you know sports manager is probably the most critiqued job Easily. in any in a special <laughs> sports town so but that was fun to get, just kind of go around and go hey what would you do with it so that's that was, and how quickly did you hit the ground running as but that was there? but yeah literally so um flew back it so obviously from the Nashville Tennessee area so uh-huh. because we were all flying together flew back in so we had an eight-hour flight from Tanzania, then an eight-hour flight from Amsterdam, then flew into Boston, and then had a two-hour flight from Boston to oh, Nashville. So and so I at least did have – it's a lot Good of flying. God. And a lot of, you That's know, lot rubber of, chicken oh, on the airlines, yeah. and, you know. But um, – so then got back. Thankfully, I did budget a day once we got back okay. to just, like, okay. get over jet lag. And, and But then had to drive from Nashville back to St. Louis the night before and then, then go into work on Wednesday and jumped kind of right back in. Let so talk to your boss, man. You need some – Another day or two. Yeah. Just put me in contact with your boss. Let, let him know. Listen, I would love for yeah, you okay. to have that, you know. Art no Holiday, <laughs> give him some time off. That's the one person at KCK who would know who you are. Yeah, that's Art Silverman. Yeah, so he just 40 celebrated years. 40 years, right? I was going to say, yeah. he hit 40 years last week uh, Did he at KCK. Really? Yeah, which is incredible. Art Holiday. That's okay. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. 40 years. 40 years. I guess that makes sense. Gardner, 35. I think you live 40 years. No, this is not supposed to be here today. This yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I've watched this is art. Not, this was not supposed to happen. And Getting a lot of bear these, photos and gifts dropped yeah, in Facebook and be. Twitter. I don't so know if Chris knows that's about how that. We're, yeah. Oh, do you yeah. know about Gardner's irrational fear of 
I don't call Actually, it a rational fear. It's becoming a rational thing. I, uh, That's technically since what Since I was younger, yeah. I thought I would ultimately meet my demise at the paws of a bear. Okay. And I that's thought becoming it, more precarious here. In right. The that's what we're closing area. in. I, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what we brought you in. We were wondering. <laughs> I, yeah. I follow along. KSDK need a bear correspondent. Right. Because we have one who would be more than happy to, to travel To prepare around. us for the bear apocalypse. Right. Okay. I'm calling for a wall, a barricade, uh-huh. barricade <laughs> to be built around the city of St. Louis to protect right. us. Because right. the Baldwin bear, we all know oh, that uh-huh. one from last right. year, yeah. oh, oh, getting closer. Oh, Billy. Yeah. They've, we, we've seen all the So stories. did you do something to you know disrupt the bear population? That's Why did you become question. you know, yeah. a target? A this man's been on Orig- a safari. Origin <laughs> story. <laughs> Actually, if, if we take a deep dive into my mind, oh, no, 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 we no. won't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I think James Cameron covered this in a yeah. film called The Abyss. <laughs> I think it in part, in part has to do with showbiz. Love The Abyss, by the way. Showbiz pizza. Because they of have the bears the, at animatronic? The band. The band? They're all, they were the best part. No. He was terrifying because he would blink like that and go and then just go and stare right at you. <laughs> all right. That's a showman. So I think I started yeah. becoming it's afraid of presence. bears then, and it kind of continued. Really? And became this, and I thought 38 mm. would be the year they got me. We're two years past that. We're on borrowed time. but Still fooling them. Yeah. But I, you grew up in Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee. yeah. Were you, was there a lot of bears around you? No, then? no, because we were, I was more, I was farther west than the Smokies. Okay. But, you know, but definitely that was a, a, a common place to, to go on like fall break and stuff. And you would have the bear jams through yeah. the, uh, you know, the, the roads there where everybody's <laughs> trying to like, says, oh, I can, I think I can see his ear. I have a little bit of the, bl- <laughs> the back of his back. My dad's right there. trying to get me to go to the Dakotas with him. Um, to, to hunt? Well, no, just to, for vacations at some point. And I just know what I've seen the pictures of what he's seen there because mm. you get close to national it, parks and other state parks. And well, those aren't those aren't the re- those aren't those black bears that are closing in here. No, it's tempting. So. It is definitely tempting fate at that at that point. Okay, so. if if Chris can go to the motherland, then I may join your father to the Dakotas. Oh, okay. Because I feel like that's only <laughs> fair. No, Chris it feels goes like you're to trying the motherland. To get back at us. I feel, I'm not going to get back. I feel like tag. He went to their mother, my motherland. So I should go to your motherland to the Dakotas. We go to Custer National Park. Yes, or do Custer it. State Park. Yeah. yeah. Why not? That'd be okay. fun. All right. Good. I mean, hmm. you can come with us. We'll go to Sylvan Lake, where they filmed part of National Treasure Book of Secrets. One of my there favorites. You go. Yeah. This where do you think they filmed Lake Placid? Oh, Jesus. Help us. Not Lake Placid. <laughs> Damn it. That's, that's how bad didn't work out. I thought it would. <laughs> 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 like a lot of things on this show. <laughs> 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 trying to stop myself up for you guys rag on me. Like, Lake Placid, obviously. And you're like, well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, while I was in New York. York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> while in New York, yeah. by the way. Uh, uh, speaking of, I was in of New course. York uh, and... You are a celebrity in your own right here in St. Louis. I'm not. I've Thank never, you. I've never heard you say that, proclaim that, or I know, I mean, I, I the see, like. I look. I, I see I you have, on TV, and I people go, always oh, joked that I would be a hit at Del Mar Gardens, or you know, sure. of, of an yes. older, an older generation. <laughs> maybe I would if reach to some <laughs> mid-level celebrity status. I would like an elderly woman at, 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 at Del Mar Gardens who like think of you like George Clooney. Like, oh Lord, here come that Chris Davis on TV again. Turn that up, girl. Ginger snap. <laughs> You just pander, if you want to pander to Cusimano, just say the gate's worth. The oh, that's right. Really. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> so that, that's how Did you get Did we decide if, if his, uh, if, was, that a, was that like a trade, like a radio, an ad swap? I'm sure there's some. <laughs> I won't get into all the details <laughs> of that one. I always found that to be like, 
Boy, that's going to get real well, weird if they're not happy well, with their uh, advertising. Yeah, that's what so, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay, shout yeah. out to Frank's mom. Yeah, she, yeah. she's a delight as well. Good. No, but I got, hey, I got to pick the guest today for my birthday. We were discussing at the beginning of the show. A calming present. I wanted someone pleasant. I wanted someone delightful. <laughs> uh-huh. And I wanted to be in a good mood. Yeah. Chris Davis was my pick, and that's why we were I am honored. Right. Yeah. Honored and so flattered. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah. yeah. People in St. Louis need to know you. You do yeah. a good job. I Thank agree. You. I appreciate it. Yeah. Very good job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Please don't leave it for a bigger market. He will. <laughs> He's going to have to. He's going to have no choice. He is. What's the, okay, so say St. Louis is taken from you. You can't be here no matter what. What's the dream market? I don't know. I, I, and, so and that's do not, you, I'm not no, dodging no, no. the question. Do you say... I mean, quite frankly, you are, sir, but no. Do you, do you say... <laughs> Mike you, Wallace over here. Right. I, yeah, Chris turns into Gail King. Yeah. Now Chris. Chris. Christopher. Christopher. Chris. Christopher. Chris. Christopher. Do you go to New York or L.A., or do you, you anchor down uh, in the south somewhere? And by the way, I've Is been to Atlanta New York, so I can kind of give you a lay of the land. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Any restaurant recommendations? Sabaro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great pizza. Uh, great there's a bodega that uh, accepted my food stamps for a candy bar. By so. the way, yeah. they do. Oh, good. good. <laughs> Thank you, bodegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're not really sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it, it all kind of depends on what you know. What would be a good opportunity? But mm-hmm. um, would you do the Dateline NBC thing? Would you know. do the thing like Keith Morrison does? Keith Morrison. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I would quick, love for you to do that. Quick question on that, by the way. When they come into town, do they let you guys know ahead of time? <laughs> Generally, unless they need their, our help for something, usually not. Well, you yeah, know, yeah, but, ask uh, permit, like it's a turf? No. Well, <laughs> what is, I, could work that affiliated way. with Mike NBC. Hey, yo, I'm in your streets. I wanted a tip-off in case Keith Morrison comes into town when they – because they're going to have to put a bow on the Pam Hub stuff. That's true. Mm. Uh, and they did have a crew. They did have a crew at Pam Hub. They did. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, really? The, I remember oh, wow. you saying something about, all, about that online. Do yeah. They, do, they, do you kind of do you chum up with those guys? Do you say, hey, hey back off, pal. This is my beat. How <laughs> well, does for, this work? For Dateline, and, and, I, and, I, and, may, and maybe Keith or, or one of the correspondents was there, but a lot of times the, the networks will hire local guys that are kind of freelancers to come so in and, and, and do it. Okay. So, but you know, for when we were in the heat wave, um, three weeks ago or so, was it the um, dome? In New York, it was a heat dome. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, it different so uh, Blaine Alexander from the Today Show was in. Oh, nice. And, and we actually were, we covered the same story. They uh, were with uh, Cool Down St. Louis. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was a really interesting exercise of the difference between network resources and local resources. So, <laughs> Uh, photographer Tony Chambers, fantastic at what he does, but uh, Today Show came in with a camera guy, a separate audio person just for like holding, you know, mics and like mixing it all, a producer and then a reporter as well. So Damn. I had, you know, like, and we were all in this sweet woman's house along with like people installing your air conditioner and like, so it looked like a family reunion in there. <laughs> and Gee, she's like, wow. I'm happy to have an air conditioner, but like, you know, it, it, right. we, they, ne- <laughs> and, and, you know, they were, they were like, oh, we, you know, we've, we've got to do this by this point. So can we run in real quick and do our thing? And they've just have like a living room full of people. So. So, so it was. It, it, I, I. It's been a while since I've had been like shoulder to shoulder with somebody. And Blaine is as sweet as can be, and their crew was really nice too. But it was. It was. It was. It was. It was very interesting to see the difference. Are, there. are, are you heading down to the Stinger sen- sentencing this week? Maybe I don't know what my okay. assignment would be just yet, but that is it is easy because it's right across the street from okay. KSDK, yeah, yeah. so it's in our backyard. Because yeah, Gardner there. and I were thinking like. 
like us going to cover it too. So like, well, you just tell everybody else like, you're just hey, gonna guys. try and like I have... work your way into Chris's <laughs> lanyard so they let you in. <laughs> like, try Let's and go. put it on with him at the same time. <laughs> We're sharing lanyards. We're good. <laughs> We're cool. Environmental. Don't want to. Yeah. You know, don't want to print twice. Now a lot of people are focusing on that story because the sentencing's coming up on Friday, but because the memo, the sentencing memo came out last Friday, I believe oh, okay. it was. Yeah. yeah. Which. We saw some of the language involved. How about that, MFers? Mm. I don't show up to the council meetings. I don't do effing S. I've been sitting yeah, at my they... house for the past two months effing raising money and then won by 20%. The world's an effed up place. Now, Those are the words of one Steve Stinger, one county executive. Now, former people, county executive. Former county, yeah. Uh, people are focusing on that just because I think of the colorful language. But there's another part, too. Um, this not from exact quotes, but from a letter signed by the council members and the head of the council now, Sam Page. So it's it's this one right here. The defendant really appeared in his office and would be absent for weeks at a time. He did not respect the dignity of his office. When he did come to work, he typically arrived late in the day wearing shorts and a T-shirt and a baseball hat. And then he would immediately close the door and spend much of the day playing video games in his office before he left early. My question for Chris, my challenge for Chris, can you find out what video games he <laughs> might have been playing? Because be this is the question no. we've been tossing well, around. And then, obviously, I mean, I don't mean to politicize, but we just need to speak to the truth. He is now on the list of you have to watch out for him because he's probably a threat to shoot a place up. He played a video game. So I no, feel like I that's very real. That. Yeah. yeah, that's something that we have no, to just look out for. I am curious as to know, like, is it like... Candy Crush? Is it <laughs> Minesweeper? That does make a difference. Yeah. Is it Madden? Is it a, yeah? Is there or NCAA does he football? have like a PlayStation Four setup in there? Just if you get, if you like, you the pool's <laughs> standing around, and maybe someone's there. Maybe it's a, a council member that's there, or something yeah, like that. I'll, I'll work my sources. I'll see. If I would to, appreciate you know. that because that is kind of what I've been thinking about. How it, crazy like, would it be if? Like, we later discovered that Steve Singer was doing all of this just so he could become an elite e-gamer. Mm. All of this was just a massive setup. Because he saw a 16-year-old kid win right. $3 million. Like, this was all a total setup so he can now, because when you're in prison, you got all the time in the world. So imagine the type of e-gaming he can do once he's in jail. Mm. So this was pretty smart. Now he can, now it's the long game. I like Yeah. That. Now there's that an Stinger angle. Was ahead there's of another us. angle, yeah. The, the, the politics of it is, uh, is fascinating in the fact that it was obviously no, you know, it was well known that this council and that county executive did not get along. Right. But it's it is I am amazed at how much is is now coming out after the fact that, I, that because the politics was so bitter between the two that some of that didn't leak out before all of this. But it's uh, yeah, it was it, it, it especially even once he was starting to be accused by the U.S. Attorney's Office. Every it, like clockwork, every meeting I went to, he would leave after the public comment period. You know, like after. Citizens have the chance to oh, ask questions. Wow. He, he would immediately run for the door, and yeah. that, and we always assumed that a lot of that had to do with. And he only started doing that after he was under the microscope. He just didn't show up to the meetings for months, right. you know. And then once he was under the microscope, he would show up for the first start of the part of the meeting and sit and, through citizen comment, and then run out the door so he wouldn't have to answer any questions from reporters. And that but. that brings up something for me: the way you said something there about how you're surprised not a lot of this leaked, especially when we see just how contentious it was in that. But now we know what he had going on behind the scenes. But it also goes to the challenge of your job and others' jobs now because of how difficult they're making it to find out information. Right. With Missouri Sunshine Law, Freedom of Information Act. How difficult is that now to get information just from a government 
where the public has a reasonable expectation to know what's going on. It's incredibly difficult, and the, and the reason is a lot of local governments have started to just call the bluff as to as say, oh, well, if you want to take us to court, then you have to take us to court yeah. and, and know that, that, that uh, at the very least that's going to buy them some time. And, you know, there's obviously some cost that involved with that in, right. in news organizations, especially ones, you know, in, in traditional print, you know, can't always take everything, you know, right. everything to court or, or, you know, all of us have to be, you know, you know, judicious with that kind of stuff. So it's, it, it, there are a lot of people that are hiding behind those and that is a definite tricky part of all that. And then, and then also they'll hide behind their schedules, you know, used to, you know, you could go to one of those meetings and know that the county executive is going to be at his own council right. meeting. Mm -hmm. And so you could run up afterwards <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and try to get so answers, ridiculous. you know, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Then he, you, you know, say it out loud. He was like, right. what? I'd be like, Oh, I can ask Travis a question when I see him at his show. <laughs> so <laughs> good luck. You know, right. Don't get here early. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and it, it was remarkable that through that election cycle, cause he mentioned it in his memo there. Oh, and I still won by 20%. Yeah. He didn't show up to, to meetings, you know, all leading up to his reelection and didn't have any trouble. So. That's absolutely fair. I will say <laughs> that this was a reputable town and state before you moved here. <laughs> and now it seems like every I'm political scandal ever, yeah. you know, it just suddenly all of a sudden mm -hmm. has been popping up since you arrived. Well, right. a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of my, a lot, him. A lot of my, mm -hmm. I was about to say it, it does in a way, and I know we've talked about it before of, you know, now, Two governors in different states that I've worked in. <laughs> County executives, a new one. That's, That's a new one. That's a new one. We all have goals. Yeah, absolutely. You can add that to the list. I think um, right, right now, uh, uh, Steve Conway, the chief of staff for uh, Mayor Lyda Cruson, is going, you keep that Chris Davis away. <laughs> Nowhere near here. I'm, I'm trying to think of upcoming things. Will we see a city-county merger discussion come back up? I mean, this set it back a decade probably, right? I think it definitely set it back. I don't th think it's it's going – I don't think the conversation's going anywhere. And the right. group, Better Together, is not fully dissolved. Right. So um, I do think that, 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 that Stanger, the whole Stanger Them stuff definitely – Them being mentioned in this memo didn't help. It, di it certainly didn't all. help. Well, that's what I'm curious from your standpoint now going forward. And, I, and I'm not saying that everyone, every politician, you know, behaves obviously in the manner of Steve Stanger. True. But – does this now make you want to be more persistent in how you go after certain information, knowing that on the other side, there is an individual possibly like Steve Stinger, who's ultimately saying, you can't touch me. There's nothing you can do. I can avoid you at all times. Like, does that mean now you have to now seeing their blueprint, if you will, does that make you come up with maybe a different strategy as to how to attack that in the future? I think it just goes to show that transparency is always a helpful thing and okay. is always an important thing. So, right. you know, of being more persistent on, you know, FOIA request Freedom of Information Act and Sunshine Request of and, and making sure that, you know, we're in a lot of those places and forcing the conversation. Because obviously, okay. you know, I think I think it just goes to show that, you know, obviously the former county executive did not feel the need that he had to be at those meetings right. and be able to answer to, to what all was going on in his office. So I think that's where journalism can step in and right. um, and try to, to ask those questions and try to try and, and try to hold accountability. But I do think that, that that is a between, you know, Governor Greitens and now this, it just goes to show that, you know, the more light that you try to shine in on situations, usually not usually, I don't want to say usually, but, you know, there, there are times where you find out stuff, you know, that, that, that they obviously don't want you to know is, about. Is it frustrating? Uh, because it's very easy to be critical of today's modern media, but some of the biggest and most important events 
in regards to politics in the state of Missouri and in St. Louis have ultimately been uncovered because of the work of journalists. Sure. Is it frustrating that you guys don't or aren't lauded for that type of effort? It's almost like, well, you guys are doing your job, but the thing you, that a lot of this would not have maybe come to light if it wasn't for the diligence sure. of these journalists. And it's, you know, and it's not just even like places like St. Louis County. Um, a few weeks ago, um, we went out, we heard there are a lot of complaints about the town of Lettington, Missouri, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is only about population <laughs> 400. It's right. a speed trap but, town next to Farmington, Missouri. Okay. Right. It, literally, you don't go a mile over when you go through there. They exist exist eh, still exist to give tickets sorry but i like, literally yeah. grew up next to it yeah so, yeah. yeah but yeah. The, it, it, it it became just bizarre in the fact that we got a tip that half of the city's staff resigned suddenly and all it took for us to go de- went down there one day to you know ask we talked to a councilman about what what on earth was going on that you know and they're saying oh that the mayor was using taxpayer funds to go play or not necessarily go play but take people from city staff out to la- a laser tag place to eat food on the city dime obviously a lot of stuff really that did funny. not have to do have anything, anything to do with city business okay. and we knocked on the, on the mayor's door and then next morning he you know and he they didn't answer and i don't think he was home at the time but he, either way the next day the mayor resigned and a few other people from the city resigned so it just goes to show you that even just you know even one stop in a city for a day you know right. they could you know they they um don't when, the, when, the yeah. when the reaper comes when the reaper comes chris davis will shut you down <laughs> well, I, <and> I, <laughs> that's one way don't to forget that, that. put that yeah. in a no, that's so, promo when i when i Jeez. saw you when i saw you down in lettington missouri which it's not a town it's literally hoop dreams were made right by there that's where mental area college is the uh the uh, documentary right yeah. there it's literally exists to harass people driving between Farmington <laughs> and Deloge. Like, it, that's all it exists for, and it's really funny that, well, it's, I, that, it, that it there's It literally even... exists to fund laser tag excursions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what was it that you think? They were like, they took, like they flipped on him that maybe, like, he went to Red Lobster. Oh, Red, the Red Lobster was a Jeff part of City, it, yeah. And I was like, of course. Like, that's the, not... The, the, my no, favorite... Ruth's Chris... This bastard took somebody to Red Lobster. That's what I love. That, and it was hilarious that, you know, some of um, some of the concerned citizens there in Lettington actually went up to... So the, the way that the uh, mayor was justifying... Then mayor was justifying it was like, oh, well, I took two other mayor, nearby mayors to, to dinner. Somebody went to one of the mayor's house and be like, and with their cell phone, did you go to, 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 to dinner with... Uh, with the mayor, right. and I, I've never been to dinner with the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> like, not just, not that time, not that place. Ever. I've ever. never had dinner with him. So well, it was, keep it up was the good work, man. I, on, a, on a positive note, and it, it'll be something that impacts you if, in fact, St. Louis gets an MLS team, yes. do you foresee there being a ton of coverage from KSTK and the like with more than just the sports department? Oh, I think so, for yeah, sure. I think that's... There's a big civic impact. Big civic impact, and I think the Blues are a great example of when you have a successful team, it can mean a lot for the area, not even from just a monetary standpoint, but also for, from a monetary standpoint. I mean, the city, uh, for the Blues, and obviously I don't think it would be quite as much of a financial impact with the MLS, maybe not in the early stages, but for every uh, NHL playoff game, the city alone made $300,000 off of their taxes on tickets. I knew you were going to look and, at me, you, you know, and, and, and parking and other things like that. And, you know, and, and a lot of that goes back to cool. refunding the uh, the big enterprise right. renovation project. But, you know, a lot of that 
at least city way. leaders say, right. can go to other efforts that they want to do. It's too. funny, though, like we remember covering the renovations and how city council <laughs> went to task uh, against the blues management, and then the blues just turn around less than 12 months later and give you this, this gift. It's this influx of cash now that will be going through the city, going into next season as yeah. well. So it's just that's ironic. How and on, on that MLS, way. you know, if the stadium goes where it's projected to go, right. I think that'll be huge for Union Station and really bolster that part of Market Street that's kind of sleepy. So uh, oh, absolutely. And then like it, it, to pair that with whatever the foundry's got going, the Cortex. Oh yeah. Ballpark Village keeps expanding. There's some good stuff happening. So positive all around. Gardner, and you can have your scarf of the month club as well. Oh yes, that's yeah. what I. How I how we view sweeps. Like as a layman, yeah, is that is that outdated? Like saying, yeah, like especially in May. Sure, it is. No, well, for one, you know, and 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 it originated from used to Nielsen would only really focus in on ratings during those months, and that okay. would help set the advertising oh, okay. rates. But St. Louis is a big enough market where we have daily overnight ratings. Okay. So it, it's kind of a, a notion just in general that's antiquated. I mean, you do have people that will, you know, that will focus in on those months some, but like, you know, we, we, we hear the next day, every day, what the ratings were for the night before. Okay. So it's a little was, bit of a... I was only curious because I didn't know if like you still set up feature stories for the, those time periods there, or not. There is definitely still a focus. And I think there's okay. just because, you know, there, there, that the, some traditions... Um, you know, don't go away easily. But at the same time, like, you know, we're, we're trying to do that continuously. Too. Right. So I didn't know, like, if you start a list of like, hey, here's here's some ideas I can toss their way for this time period. Or I not. think it's just kind of a constant thing. You know, mm -hmm. th you're always thinking of, OK, what would be, you know, what would be a good good story, fun story, you know. Something that people were you covering in. the blues at night while doing flooding coverage during the oh, day. God. I was actually it, so it was funny for about a two month stretch. I feel like I only ever did flooding and blues stories. Okay, um, and that because that was just what the that was the biggest yeah. news of right. of the whole cycle. But <laughs> but right. usually I didn't have to do both, so that was nice because obviously that's a different. That's a different wardrobe for work yeah. <laughs> between, you know, flooding and boots and, Unless you know, Unless it's the sure, celebration, you know. then, you know, you're covered for anything. Then. That Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, so usually um, knew that, especially towards the end, if it was a uh, day of a game, you'd be on blues. And then, but then, yeah, flooding was a huge story through that time too. So, and maybe would have even been a bigger impact if you didn't have, you know. Right. The blues, at least in the news cycle. When covering the flooding, which story sticks out or what moment here recently, maybe? I'm trying scary. to think. Um, scary stuff. I think the fact that, you know, this is, you know, especially the comparison is always to 93, but mm -hmm. so much of the floodplain has changed. And, you know, Chesterfield and others have really bolstered up um, their defenses, but that water has to go somewhere. Like, right. it, you know, so then it, it now it's just going to new places. So there are all these battles about, you know, oh, should we raise our levees? But I don't think there's a cohesive person in our area that's going, oh, well, if you do that, then you, the next town down is going to be, you it's, know. We're past the point of, uh, well, maybe we shouldn't just build a floodplain because right. there's so much business and commerce going on mm -hmm. there. And no one wants to lose top golf. I'm telling you that much <laughs> right now. I will, I will say that it was one of the more interesting, unique flood angles that we did is down in Vandalia. They have mm -hmm. an underground. It's a former like quarry that they've turned into kind of municipal space. And so they'll actually sandbag down like in a rock quarry because it's always temper temperature controlled and you don't have to worry about rain or other things like that. So like for that story, we drove down in like 
an SUV down into a rock quarry where they just had like hundreds of people getting these sandbags ready to go out to oh, the levee wow. along oh, really? the Mississippi. Oh, wow. And that was just like incredibly unique. I've never done a story quite like that. And, and, and they've been doing that that way since 93 because when they tried to do sandbagging efforts, if it's raining and flooding, you can't, you know, it's, it makes it into a mess. So they kind of do that right. as quality control thing. I, I've always, I'm always, with the frequency we have floods now. Because that's yeah. obviously changed. We use 93 as that barometer, but yeah. you can probably go back a couple years now for anything. Yeah, sure. But one of the things, because it's, I don't know if it's a sweeps thing or not. Uh, you know how I view it old school way. Sure. But the big thing from 93 that carried on some years, you know, the Asian carp that get into the rivers, yes. that yeah. get into the lakes, <laughs> yes. they were in Creve Core. Yeah. Um, that all happened. Because of the flooding back in sure. '93, they get out and they get in places they're not supposed to. Oh. They start going upstream. You'll watch. Oh. You'll watch documentaries about how they were trying to keep out the Great Lakes with underwater electric fences. Yeah, and I just saw that recently. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's one thing I think that could be catchy for a sweeps type story, sure. though. Is if this flooding continues like this. Are we still going to continue to have the Asian carp? Asian carp are, are it's that's a fascinating storyline, especially yeah, it the, the, really like, the wild, the the uh, origins of it. Like, I had one in, hit me you know, in the eye. I've had one hit me in the back. Too. I didn't realize they were me. that intense. Not, they're I was, intense. Yeah. I was so they get, in a boat and it knocked me to the back of the boat. Jeez. So they're you know they're big thirty pound yeah. fish and they get spooked by the noise of the motor and they just shoot up straight up into the oh, air. Oh, you, you can see okay, yeah. a lot of crazy videos. Yeah, yeah that's what it does. Okay. But you know when they when they shoot up, they're big fish. So when they like whack you somewhere on the side, it it's it's I it's got, not a small thing. It like, gave me a black eye. Yeah. Like, oh it, wow. Yeah. It it jolted me, and I had the the cord, the emergency cord, because I was driving the boat. So it pulled and shut the motor off. Thank goodness and everything. But and then, we're on a river, and it just smacked me right in the damn face. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, no, I, I was I was fishing with my uh, dad about two months ago, and we had an Asian carp come into the boat. We were down in in in, uh, in, in Tennessee, but uh, so do they have a big problem down there? With oh them yeah, anymore? oh yeah. So it, it all kind of started lower on the Mississippi, and now they're branching out like the the big school of them because they're prolific breeders, and they yeah. obviously have no natural predator other than you know man-made efforts to try to contain it so they're they're going up all the tributaries now the mississippi oh, wow. and ohio and and now cumberland river closer to where where i'm from but then also you you have make a good point on the, about the flooding because then when you know water exceeds its banks it gets into these lakes that you or ponds that you right. normally you know see them. Well, and, so. and that's the thing too because like look you have that problem on the rivers of years and everything like that but like creve Corps lake just a couple years ago yeah Went in, closed the lake for two weeks. They said they got what they thought was like 80% of it, 80% of those fish out of there. But if you go there during this most recent flooding, you see that that flood was all over down there again. So it just seems like it's going to be a cyclical problem that right. you're going to have to deal with because Grief Corps Lake, is, I used to go kayaking out there. A lot of row teams will go out there and do stuff. I've even seen like small Hobie sailboats out, out there doing things. But you're not going to be able to do that if there's infestation like that in a, you know, recreational lake. You just you just can't do anything then at that point. And they say it destroys a lot of the ecology in those yeah. too, because yeah. you know they're just they're they're they are they're not supposed to be a part of the ecosystem. So they're killing, you know, they're eating fish or other things that you know or parts of the ecology that they would normally. Thanks for discussing. Yeah. We're Carter. we're yeah. celebrating yeah, Chris being back from Tanzania. It's Chris Gardner's birthday. Mm -hmm. We have three Chris's in the room. Lots to celebrate. But I just want to 
give a round of applause for the Asian carp discussion on yeah. the show. Hey. That's that's a really that's not that's something you're going to see everywhere. everywhere. No, yeah. we yeah. talked Tanzania, yeah. the movie Congo, Asian carp, <laughs> yeah. Stanley Cup. We got it all in. What more do you need? One last thing. How long have you been in St. Louis now? It's now been uh, a year and a half. Okay, so January. What, that was good because yeah. he didn't do the first, right? <laughs> like you, that you'd worry like year and a 18 half. Months. 18 months. 18 long <laughs> months. Oh, what has been the most St. Louis thing you've seen? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, Where you go, man, that's St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> um, did a uh, did a Ted Drews live shot the other day? Nice. Talking about heat, nice. yes. so that definitely there that definitely is. qualifies. There it is. Um, there it is. <laughs> that's like a rite of passage. Yeah. Ah. He's yeah, done his first Ted Drew's ah, live, Ted shot. live yeah. shot. Do they, yeah. do they hook you up? They're like, what do you what do you have in Reporter Man? No, but um, and and, and I always it, it, it's kind of a running joke in our newsroom of a lot of times like in a live shot like trying to talk with the anchors be like oh can I get you anything type of thing to Mike and Ann they always say something you're like oh yeah yeah whatever but don't don't usually follow up on it right. it's like okay with Ted Drews I feel like I have to yeah, like actually yeah. bring back you can't. Right in good consciousness go out there and you know and then not bring some back for the newsroom so i did i i bought i bought some but i nice brought it back oh, but good uh, for you. but that no 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 uh no, no ad up. swaps yeah. okay <laughs> i gotcha well he's not on the take but he is on twitter at chris yeah. davis mmj on twitter is where you can find him be sure to tune into ksdk for all kinds of coverage i'm sure you've got a lot of work coming up people can see you all the time and uh he's a great follow as well so thank you for coming thanks in again, thanks for having us really it's always fun thank always so a pleasure you, you've been in many times another happy birthday to the great chris Gardner. absolutely what a take day. it off i don't it's not <laughs> take it off yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe later when i'm on an electric scooter oh nice. ah. doctor look at that should i go shirtless on the electric scooter oh, today for 40. i'll definitely have the yep. camera out hair we'll flowing helmet on <laughs> What's your what's your uh, scooter of choice? Are you a line man? You a okay. bird man? Uh-oh, listen to this. Oh, wow. oh boy, you didn't open It's going to take a couple more minutes 11. here. Uh. <laughs> spin is not the one. I don't like spin. Okay. Because don't, they don't feel as stable as they should be. I like lime in the fact that they both this is so much analysis. They use pneumatic <laughs> tires, so you can control it and maneuver it a little better. Okay, yeah. So it has a little more agility. So if I want to go full speed and not break and lean into a turn and take it going still i can do that better on a line however the new bird ones that they dropped they're actually bird ones they just dropped them in st louis they're sturdy you're not going to get a flat tire on them because they're they're just a solid tire and you can feel you can get up to 24 i've had it 24 wow. going on a slight decline before i like those a lot you just can't take the turn as hard as you would like on them mm -hmm. but if you're going to ask me to pick one right now I'm probably ranking bird lime spin. Okay, and that and order. it seems like at least downtown, there the bird has made much more of a presence. Yeah, and I think it's I think partially it's because of their new design because the okay. other one wasn't as they have bigger decks now and you can tell it feels a little more sturdy. I'm thoroughly well, better impressed. battery too. I'm I, maybe we need to bring you in for a consumer report on, on nice. the types of well, because that I mean that was some thorough analysis. I'm considering Chris. Yeah. Do you have buying. Any idea what that would mean to him on, the, <laughs> on his fortieth birthday? For one, just so you it's. Clear. I have absolutely no say in that, but well. <laughs> none. Well, maybe but. if you took a little more initiative and brought them stories like this, they would show. Those. You could just not Let tell, just say not tell Kusumano and watch his jaw drop when oh, he sees the piece on. Next, how'd he get on here? <laughs> <laughs> I've worked my whole, you know, for years to keep from this happening. No, but I, I, if I ever need like man on the street interview for. Yes. 
for for scooters. Yeah. It'll be my first call. Nice. Got, you know how to get in touch with me? Uh, I'll even I'll, I wear a helmet all the time. I'll wear my helmet even on camera. What a do you do you bring it? Do you bring it with yeah. you? Because obviously that's what's. You're supposed to do, yeah. and I think you might be the only person in St. Louis that does it. I've so. noticed so. that. Like I even, <laughs> so. I hook it into my backpack as I go out for the day, there so I have go. it with me all the time. Very nice, but yeah. What a way to end the show! Wow, life. Huge thanks. We did to all a lot today. We did a lot we of good work, everyone. We got a lot done. We solved a lot. Happy birthday to Gardner! Big thanks to Tech Electronics for helping us outfit the studio. Another wonderful St. Louis company. Big shout out to Getaway Carts. Getawaycarts.com is the website for customized golf carts. Maybe Chris and KSDK, they need an official customized golf cart to cruise through when they're picking up new things for the news to bring to you. That's right. Getawaycarts.com <laughs> is where you check it out. Uh, also, big thanks to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill fa uh, Facebook page. Check out their locations throughout St. Louis City. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing. Oh, Pet One, St. Louis West. And uh, be sure to hit them up for fresh local delivered pet foods. Gateway. Uh, not Gateway Gate. I can't talk. Gateway Powder Coating. Huge thanks to them as well. I know Chris. You probably have a smoker that needs touched up. If you can paint it, you can powder coat it. GatewayPowderCoat.com. All of our other sponsors. Big thanks. Tune in tomorrow. We've got Dr. Ed from Hillside Animal Hospital uh, doing some dogs on film. And uh, for happy birthday to the Vintage Man himself. Woo! For Chris Gardner. For Chris Davis. For Travis. It's Chris Denman. We're back tomorrow live at 8 a.m. We'll see you then. Peace.